Okay, wait. Say that again. You know what they call happy baby? Wind relieving pose. Isn't that hilarious? That's just the nicest way to say a fart. Oh and welcome God. back yeah, to more than sweat that's i hit it. record and we i just wanted to hear i told me i was having a lot of like upper trapped like gas feeling in case you want to know what we and talked she told about me, i said i'm probably eating too much dairy and she was like you need this yoga pose which yeah. is facts the happy baby uh-huh i mean that's why you what do it to your babies all the time when they need to fart yeah, that's why babies are happy right they like just never hold their farts and it's astounding. isn't that such a shame like when the judgment creeps in i wish there was like a point in time when i knew when i started caring about other people's opinions know. you know I like know. and we i know we talk about this give. oh fuck i mean now i i definitely went the other extreme <laughs> and now i really babies, don't care so. but there is that point when you're a little girl in class when you stop raising your hand or you uh-huh. start like judging other people and you know yeah it's just a shame but i'm happy that we're in this no care zone at the moment um how are you it's been weeks yeah um for those of you listening you've been having episodes released but (laughs) we record them a while back Um, i mean i have to say that allison episode lived up to all of my wildest expectations it was a great episode and just what a fun one to record so we do have we're toying with some other people we want to bring on so just stay tuned uh, we got some fun people in the works, yeah. so we are, we're definitely going to have some more And I think on. it was like such a good reassurance for us to keep doing this. She yeah. saw a lot of like positive things happening mm-hmm. around the retreats and the podcast and just to keep showing up. So it was a lovely little reminder. It made me a little more excited. Not that I wasn't excited, but just like a little more giddy about jamaica you know because the on the other end of it you know it's a lot of like you and i like planning and doing things here and there and then like when you actually see the retreat in action it's always like you know it's like whenever you take a trip you think of what you think it's going to be in your head and then you go on it and it's like either it like exceeds your expectations or it's a little different um and so I'm excited because I've never been to Jamaica. I have right. no idea what. And it's always a lot of it's way more pressure than just a trip that we take personally oh God, or socially yeah. just because we're responsible for all of these other people's happinesses and like quality control and all of that. And but having fun. Like that's yes. always the one I'm like, I don't care if any like I don't care what these people do, if they lay on their backs and don't do any workouts yes. or if they get wasted or if they do all the workouts and then leave. Like if you leave that trip and you're like, I had a great time. That's exactly what I needed. Yeah. Then I'm like, okay yeah and we won't know that unfortunately until that Sunday when we leave but yeah what got me excited well you know I went on I went to the Bahamas this past weekend with a friend of mine and it was like a real vacation we woke up and we didn't do anything like we woke up we went for breakfast and we just laid on the beach for eight hours and and I want you to I was I always wait to ask you about your trips on the pod because I want to know how was the trip trip was great tell the people where you went well I was in Costa Rica the week before Mm -hmm. on this makeshift yoga retreat with three other women one of them I know through lifetime it was that trip I had no expectations because I basically am like the hired help which is a weird space to be in when you're like sharing a bed with somebody and you're sharing a hotel space with people and eating meals with them and you don't really know them but you're getting to know them Uh and they were all wonderful okay super educated women they're like one of them is a ceo of a venture capitalist firm in like biotech I don't even know what the fuck that means, but like basically like she's important. Yes. Developing (laughs) pharmaceutical drugs and like investing in that stuff. And then the other person works in biotech as well. And then this other woman was a high level headhunter. She basically finds the CEOs and all the high level positions for the 
venture capitalist firms. Okay. So like way above my head. Wow. Luckily, like, you know, as they an could att- be our bad bees this week. I mean, like, for sure. They're wow. all one's still married. Everybody has children. It's very impressive to see their hear their resume and yeah. like their life stories. And you realize what was so good. The woman that I know, Deborah, is 60 years old. One, she's in phenomenal shape. She looks amazing. But she went to med school. She worked in finance. She never Mm. was a practicing doctor. But I don't, like, to hear her trajectory, you realize, like, how many lives you could actually live. Yeah. And how, like, age is just a number. And, like, where you think you are in 20 at 25 and where you think you're going to go and then where you end up and how many versions of your life you could live in between. It's very impressive to be like, Oh, I could be a doctor one day. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I'm just going to be a CEO Mm -hmm. of a VC. No, I'm going to work in finance or no, like I'm going to live in London. I'm going to move abroad. Like, and she still has so much life to live. And And I don't say that like to say she's old because 60 is no longer old, but it is kind of really lovely to see these women just hitting their prime but we've also chatted about you and i changing the trajectory of our lives in course of like and our careers and all that and, yeah. and we say it confidently but we're still in a in transitional pieces where there could be another full transition later and sometimes it's nice to see somebody who's older than us who's successfully done it multiple times and yeah. be like okay i'm pretty sure like i was preaching that is a good thing to do but to see it in action and be like wow that really is actually somebody who is like successful changed the course a few times and is still young enough to like have many more is right. really that is like an empowering thing to see yeah and so it was really lovely so i loved it they loved the yoga they loved it was a great learning experience for me pretty much like holding my own retreat, even though I got to practice yoga myself yeah. with people and like, and sit on the beach. And the fact that I got paid for any of it is crazy. But then I went to Harbor Island with a girlfriend of mine for her birthday. And that's just like the chillest Island yeah, of all the islands I've been to because it's only golf carts. There's nothing much to do other than a pink sand beach, mm-hmm. great food. People I will say are not super friendly. Because when you think of like island hospitality, like Jamaica, like people are so warm, so happy to have you. Yeah. But the problem is, which I think is that a lot of the tourists come from New England and no shade to New England. But there's a certain like they're not conservative politically. Maybe they are. But like there's just like a Puritan fucking Mayflower. Yeah. I discovered this land sort of mentality I don't know how to describe it that's the best way I can that's like sort of prim and proper and little formal and so they're not they're not very warm right and I think the Bahamians then get a little give the same energy that they're getting which is what we spoke about the last time right like instead of being hello how are you right they're just like hey how are you yeah so it's not the warmest friendliest and okay me and Noel were like oh we would say good morning to other hotel people and nobody would really talk to us (laughs) back and we're so bewildered that we even said good morning right but honestly you just don't talk to anybody you just sit on the beach for eight hours and it's fine so food i will say you're looking mighty tan i mean i feel so good right now (laughs) but i told you in text i was like but now i'm stressed i have to maintain this glow now you have the stress of keeping it i know Uh, i'm a fucking there's a lot of clouds happening yeah i did see the weekend should be nice so we'll see it when this comes out it'll be past the weekend so hopefully it was a nice weekend hopefully i maintain my tan yeah hopefully you stay tan um but you've been to places you've done things 
How was Nashville? It was great. It was literally a blast. It was so fun, but um, it was cold. I know. When I saw that, I was like, damn, I have no concept of, obviously I know it's more north than us, but I also feel like it's south. Yeah. So it was, and it is, but it's like in the middle. It's like the same weather as North Carolina. When we landed, it was like 60. And then when like we left it was literally free like there was it did was, you pack clothes for this did you know this in I, advance? I knew it was gonna be a little chi- yeah I did okay. but it wasn't like it was a lot of layers you yeah. know it was chilly um but it was great it was the kids were with me my mom was with me two friends and then we met up with Brandy who listens I to know the I love that little reunion she lives in Kentucky but she was able to drive down and she took us to a really delicious brunch place and it was just great to see her and like you know that's the cool thing about the retreats yeah is just kindling with people um, but it was great. It was a lot of drinking. Yeah. Cause Nashville is like Vegas. I know there's really <laughs> not much to do other than just bar hop. Yeah. But it was fun. And I was able to explore a little bit more. I've been in Nashville once before and it was like kind of a quick trip. And I was so early postpartum with Harper that it was like a lot of back and forth and not really spending time on the strip, but it was cute. Like there's this one honky tonk that does like a church sermon okay. on the morning and they play like hymns and stuff uh-huh. but like saying it country style and yeah. I, my mom is religious so i brought her in like that's cute they serve free coffee it's cute and you know stuff an like alternative that. to church exactly <laughs> right. and it was super cute um and, and yeah. you got a new tattoo I, oh yeah shit i yes. did i did oh i even love it more in person i already need to get it touched up it like peeled a little bit here yeah. but um but i love the font i feel like this placement is um is like a tender spot and yeah. i did a really bad job taking care of it i kept forgetting yeah you know when you get I to know, a place with too is, many tattoos? I know. You just don't care anymore. You're you, like, I'm just going to peel the second skin off and we're going to see how it goes. I took it off the same day. <laughs> it was grossing me out. I'm yeah. like, I got to take it off. And yeah. then I was like putting a lot of jackets and stuff on. And then I was oh, like, oh, yeah. shit, I have a new tattoo. Like I kept forgetting because I was in long sleeves. Yes. So then when I got back, I was like, oh, I think I like maybe hurt a little bit here. But, um, you know, there's more tattoos in my future. So yes. we'll do a little touch up. But yeah, I got a little lady. I love it. It looks so good. For Harper, I've been dying to get it. And I like where you put it. Um, and that was like super fun. It took note. It took t- Look at seconds. us both in Nashville getting tattoos. I know. I know. It was Who really thought. I know. And I just like jumped in a place and they did it in two seconds. That's like, awesome. It was great. So, um, no, it was super fun and great. And I was, um, I'm like, back and back in it and in the middle of like a nanny switch I was telling you oh, earlier yeah. so life has just been a little wait did you hire somebody new I did oh yeah. we have to talk about yeah, that I'll tell we you don't about have to do that right now offline but she's great oh, but I, I do have like one other little announcement that I just Ooh. found out today what so my aunt who's been battling a very rare ovarian cancer okay. and has been going through like, I know this aunt I don't yeah. haven't met her but I know of her I've told you about yes. her my dad's sister who he's very close with um today is the first day that her blood work has officially pronounced her in remission. Stop it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's our bad B. Yeah. And I'm really Holy like shit. The he, battle she's been fighting. That's is, amazing. And it's been such a taxing battle. She had to have a hysterectomy. They fucked up one of her surgeries. This cancer is really rare, rare and gelatinous. It's not like a tumor. So it like spread when they were in surgery. Yeah. Then she had to have two more surgeries. Oh my God. She like made them go back in again. Cause something just told her they didn't get it all. And they go back in, they found another map. Like it's been a whirlwind. Her hormones are all fucked up. Yeah. She did a million rounds of chemo radiation. I mean the work, she lost her hair, blah, 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 blah you know? Yeah. Every time they would do blood work, they would. And it's been going on for years. Years, yeah. So it she we're all cautiously optimistic because this type of cancer is like uh, it comes back. It's like very it, it's a weird one. It yeah, grow, it's very small. It's just like 
one of those, but we're going to celebrate today. Yes. Officially none oh more in God. her blood. Congrats. And it's just, it has been the first blood work that she's done after this, these two big surgeries. And so I'm going to just give a knock on wood yeah. and pray that this is the end of it. Cause it could be, yeah. it really could be, she could be done with that shit. That's and amazing. I'm not going to like leave the door open. I'm just going to be like, she's done with it. No, and that's the mentality you have to have. Yeah. yeah. Ta- I sent her a text today and she's just like, I think she's able to breathe. I'm sure as people, anybody out there who has had cancer, I can't imagine. I can only empathize. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I have like a lot of close people to me who've gone through it, but to hear the words like you're in remission. Yeah. I cannot the weight, but also I have to imagine it's going to take a while to like retrain your brain and like your nervous system to not be in such a state of like fight. Yes. 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 She has eight kids. Oh my God. So and she has a bunch of grandkids and she's, it's my dad's younger sister and my dad and her extremely close. And you know, hearing my dad on the phone, he called me and his voice was like, you know, like he, I could hear him that just the release and, and he's in, he's been fighting with the medical professional because right. it was at Duke and like back at UNC and Duke and she's in Charlotte and whatever. But anyway, I just wanted to announce that. Oh my God. That's amazing. Really happy. She is our bad B because yeah. it takes a lot to not just do one round of chemo, but to do it over and over yeah. again, despite odds and despite like what people are telling you and what the doctors are recommending. Right. Cause it's not always favorable to still have that hope. So that's no. amazing. And and she will be the bad B today. But I also yeah. want to say, like, we always hear so much negative shit with cancer and it is negative and it is a horrible, horrible thing. And I really, truly wish there would never be another cancer ever, ever, ever. But um, I want to celebrate today that victory of just being yeah. in remission, no matter what the future holds. Like she should be celebrating today. For and sure. She has to get her health back to get, I mean, she was totally destroyed by like so much, the surgeries and whatever, but this is a huge win. And I just want to, if you're listening, send positive vibes her way. Awesome. That's awesome. I'm getting a mammogram on Monday. Oh my God. How fun. Uh, So hopefully Yay. that comes They're going to squish your titties. I know. Oh I know. God. I'm super excited about it. I'll report back. Everything's going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you now. You're going to be like, that was fucking awful. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that's fine. Um, fun oh, good. times. Okay, so we got our bad When's B. the colonoscopy? Oh, God. 45? <sighs> I don't know. Honestly, I'd do it now. I feel like it's a it, cleanse. It, it's but like, just, do, yeah. Not to be confused with the colonic. Wait, but uh, also. What? We're, we're here. We're yeah. here. Um, a friend of mine who just had to have their first colonoscopy. Okay. That's why I said I think it's 45. But um, she told me, because you know how you have to drink that stuff yes. and it's terrible. But I don't think you have to do it. Do you have you, to do it still? You, you do? still do. Okay. But they, she said that you can also, you have to pay out of pocket, but you can get in the doctor's office. There's a specific place that approve it. A colonic instead. You still oh. can't like eat solids the 24 hours before. Yeah. But you don't have to drink and like shit your brains out all day. Right. You get the colonic like an hour before and then they do a colonoscopy and then it's like okay done so something to look into i feel like i'd rather go that way because like tum-tum problems and that drink just do not make me no i'm not looking forward to that experience but hopefully we've got some more years before that happens yeah oh yeah my God. let's not even think about it okay but anyway um moving on moving on um creeps creeps so okay. that was our bad b yeah that was we'll for sure our bad b definitely give her props and honestly I was not that I was at a loss for a bad B. I had somebody in mind, but she definitely trumps it. So I have a few bad B's, but I'm going to let her be that one. And we'll say that. Yeah. I mean, this podcast is going on forever. So we need bad B's for days. Uh, My creep is the Alabama Supreme Court. 
right? For a recent decision that came out maybe a week ago, definitely in between us recording, where it ruled that an embryo in IVF, mm-hmm. not in you, like not transplanted, just a frozen embryo is considered a life, a life, a person. But what was interesting is I listened to, if you don't listen to this podcast, there's two news podcasts. NPR has one uh-huh. and New York Times has one called The Daily. They're short. Maybe NPR is 15, 20 minutes. The Daily is like 30 minutes. Zach listens to one of them. I feel like it's The Daily maybe yeah, every like single day. morning. Yeah, and it gives you like the rundown. A, uh, the rundown, the important things that you need to know and the highlights. And I listened to the episode that they did on this court case and what was interesting and why I want to talk about it. Obviously, I'm a little bit of a nerd when it comes to the law, but the underlying case there were three couples that filed lawsuits against an IVF clinic because somebody, an unknown person, went into a hospital where the clinic was storing the embryos, went Mm -hmm. into the freezer, took out the embryos and threw them on the ground. I know nothing about this person. We don't know anything about that. But then these three couples end up suing the IVF clinic. And typically the lawsuit would be a negligence lawsuit. Like you failed to have proper security right. around this tank and allowed somebody to get in it. Right. And that makes sense. That right? makes because sense. Because you're you're taking all this time to pull the eggs and do whatever. Right. That should be like medical malpractice of some sort. Of some like, sort. Or negligence. Like exactly. What you just said. But then one couple sued under the Wrongful Death Act, a statute okay. in Alabama. Right. To And who knows what their motive is, but obviously it's a very, abortion is a hot topic. So- They could have been politically motivated, but either way, they want to try and get money for their lost embryos and they file under the wrongful death. And so the decision that the trial court had to make, that the trial court did make, was that an embryo in this state is not a human life and doesn't get protection. So they appealed to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court obviously reversed that decision. What's interesting, and I pulled part of the opinion because it's so fucking religious And that's the scary part. And obviously I know we're in Alabama and it's the South and it's a very religious like community, but this is the Supreme court of the state. Like there's a separate, there should be a separation. But one of the things that justice had said in the opinion was that we believe that each human being from the moment of conception is made in the image of God created by him to reflect his likeness. Like it makes me want to vomit. Okay. Sorry. No offense to religion. Right. It is as if the people of Alabama took what was spoken of the prophet Jeremiah and applied no. it to every unborn person in no, this No, no, state. no, no, no. This is way too religious. Right. right. This that's is scar- like Jehovah's that's, Witnesses. That's the scary part of it. And then the, the the result of this, in the obviously this could have a broader impact on abortion and and the whole like conversation around when does a life start. But then in the interim of the eight, IVF clinics in the state of Alabama, five have closed. Right. Nobody, all of these people who have frozen embryos, one woman that was interviewed by the Times, she had literally was supposed to have a transfer to a surrogate on the Friday that this decision was issued. Mm -hmm. The IVF clinic called her on that Thursday night and told her, unfortunately, we can't do the transfer. She's been waiting a whole year for this. This is her second round of IVF. And they're like, there's just too much liability like they can't around it because oh if God. something happens in the transfer now, they these get, IVF clinics will get sued for wrongful death. People, storage companies and transport facilities that 
would typically transport the embryo out of state so that they could get transferred in other states are unwilling to transport because now they're going to face yeah, liability. Why, why would they? Exactly. If, the, so if there's an accidental car accident or something like yes, that forbid. Exactly. But here's the thing, you know, this is, this is the part that's really, really, really messed up. And this is where I think this is going to get more, um, this is going to get more like traction from everybody is that there are a lot of religious people yes. who are God lovers yes. who have to do IVF. And so you're going to get right. in a real pickle here. I mean, my brother had a surrogate and, uh, all of this, he wouldn't have his kid if, if he lived there. Yeah. Um, and there's so many people who are gonna, who already have fertility issues. That's like saying if say like I had to go through IVF, which is a grueling process. Yeah. Um, if I was like, well now I'm just going to pray to God to see if my fertility is just going to suddenly appear. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Can we just like admit science is good? Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like, like it's nice to have science and all of these like amazing things that come with technology and, 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 and advances. Can we admit that with IVF? Cause I can admit this and I I'm listen, we all know where I stand on abortion, right? Yeah. It's okay. Um, th- can we, I'll just admit that IVF is a crazy science experiment. You're taking right. a sperm and an egg, then you're freezing it at a certain point. Some of those those eggs can be 10 years old, still implant, and that baby turns one when it's you know right. born and has a birthday. The shit's crazy. Yeah. So if you do IVF and then you have five leftover eggs that you don't want to use, but you don't really want to throw them away. Well, you like, can't now in Alabama because you'd be a murderer. Right. And yeah. then some some women have a very conflicting not because they are like weird about no, throwing I, embryos away but just because they're like what if I want to pass them to someone else one day I become okay with that what yeah. if I want to help somebody or what if I do want kids in five years right. another child so you have all these issues that are conflicting around these eggs anyway why are we adding another piece to it a yeah. more conflict well, it's just, already conflicting exactly. to I'm sure these parents yeah. enough it's a fucked up situation to have to stab yourself with a needle yeah okay then collect the eggs then like do a like it's enough. It's yeah, and grueling. it's super expensive. It's insane, and yeah. insurance does not cover it. And that's another fucked up issue yeah. that it's we could go wild. on topic about. Like, I just thought it was like obviously we're all turning it on the abortion head, which I think over time it will evolve into that. But what I just was interested into understanding what that un- underlying case was, how it even presented the question to the court. And how wild, because what's fun, that wrongful death statute in Alabama was enacted in 1872. Do you want to know what scares me the most about this? That's terrifying to me. And I hate to say this because I don't want this to make anyone think this way. Uh But when I read that, that made me scared that if any woman has a miscarriage, it's her fault. Right. Or you now like murdered your baby in your body. Yes. What did you do to cause it? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Were you exercising too much right. and then we're going to take 10 steps backwards were you partying and didn't know you were pregnant were you do you yeah. know it's eating. handmaid's tale it is handmaid's yeah. tale to a t and again it all falls on the fucking woman yeah and that's where it in, like it infuriate infuriates me yeah. to a point where it's fearful now and i think i mean obviously i just think it's like ridiculous it's like the thing where you start peeling away so many layers and looking into it where it's like leave it alone Alone. leave it alone i know it is 2024 i know isn't that crazy stop it i um the hope the little bit of hope the glimmer is that the alabama senate is introducing a bill that will kind of fix what the supreme court did 
So we'll have to watch that out, like watch for that. But the federal Senate, the Republicans um, put the kibosh on a federal bill that would protect IVF. You know what's the saddest part? Tell me. It's like, oh, duh, of course it was Alabama. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, get yeah. your just shit on together, brand. Just on Alabama, brand. Yeah. so we stop, can stop talking shit about you. Yeah. Just stop. And, and what's ironic is like, okay, you guys are so anti-abortion, which means you're so pro-life, but then you've created this decision which pretty much stops creating life for people that can't conceive naturally. Who all they want so is how, to... I mean, it's just cutting off your nose to spite your face. Right. And they didn't really think about it's it. It's very bizarre. Yeah. But, it really is a weird, like, when I was like reading all about it, I was like... <sighs> Yeah. Isn't this? You're perplexed. Your 11s just kind of yeah. go in. And yeah, they really like, not need to stop squinting <laughs> those because they're expensive to <laughs> to freeze. So I would really enjoy it. Um, okay, so we're this is just interesting kind of going back. Like we're on some rants today. My yeah. creep again, and you're going to be like, huh? But I texted you today. I've been yeah. listening to a two-part docu, I mean, um, interview of Jamie Lynn Spears. Okay. That was actually done in 2022 okay um and anyway i think everybody should go listen to it it's on call her daddy and i remember seeing oh because she was promoting a book right yes yes okay so in the book i don't remember the name of it but she did write a book now fast forward i listened to britney's book when you told me to and then we talked about it on the pod so if you guys didn't listen to that episode please pause right now go back listen to our episode okay then come back here yeah what did it change for you so it changed a little bit of my perspective of Jamie okay so in the book I do remember okay first of all I I guess I didn't remember how big of an age gap they were okay so there's a 10-year gap between her and Brittany and then a 14-year gap between the brother so it's like the brother Brittany and then a 10-year gap got her dad got a vasectomy oh shit and they were she was a whoopsie so in the beginning she's like I was always a whoopsie yeah and she's like not not in a bad way but like I was not supposed to be here right so a that happened. talk about God yeah I mean really God's child for sure like vasectomy <laughs> not uh. um but anyway but so anyway she in this interview you could tell she's on the defensive and I think it's because she's has been ripped apart online like ripped to shreds and she basically is talking about a lot of the things that Brittany addresses in her book later. Okay. A few of them, because you guys just should go watch the episode. It's back, so you got to look it up. It's like a part one and part two. Um, there's a few things that are fascinating about this interview. Number one, Jamie Lynn, and I forgot this, got pregnant at 16. Okay. That's the same time that Brittany shaved her head. So I want you to think about how young Jamie Lynn was when Britney shaved her head. I think two months after that, the conservatorship started. Wow. So Jamie Lynn was literally having a baby in the middle of this and was in, I think she lives in like, I don't know why I'm saying Kentucky. It's Alabama, somewhere in the country, Mississippi, Louisiana, something like that. She has a house. She moved there. She also filed a lawsuit against her parents to be what's it called when you're no longer emancipated they never went through a full emancipation but she did start the process away from them with her own money okay and she says she never took any money from britney okay in the book also she says that she loves and supports britney still to this day she thinks that her sister is very like up and down and she can't and it's hurtful because like her sister will text her that they're good but then blast her on social right 
Jamie also has children. So she's like, I'm trying to protect my kids. Yeah. Whatever. So anyway, there's some pieces that are a little like, huh? I remember Brittany saying she was such a brat. Right. Growing up. But like, aren't all sisters and teenage? Yeah. You know I mean, and like, a 10 year age difference. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, don't you think? Whatever. So I'm like, okay, we're all brats. Like, I know I was probably a brat. Yeah. Um, And a lot of the things that were happening that were like crazy during Brittany's life that like the conservatorship starting the shaving of the head, her having kids. Jamie Lynn had a top, like was it had a baby and was like in Louisiana or whatever out out of it. it. She wasn't involved at all. So she has a tumultuous like relationship with her parents as well. So my creep is the parents. Cause again, like Brittany makes it out. Like Jamie Lynn is like besties with her mom and dad. Now she's like has closure and is like fine with them, but she will admit that like her upbringing was totally fucked. Her dad was an alcoholic. She was mad at her mom a lot because she wouldn't just stand up for herself and cut it. Okay. She also pulls documents out Mm -hmm. that prove that she was not part of the conservatorship at all. Oh, interesting. She puts the document up. Yeah. Brittany said she was. Oh, wow. Brittany's team is the one that brought these papers up. So this is another piece I found fascinating. She had asked Jamie Lynn and it's on paper. She shows like the legal documents because she's like, I'm so tired of people accusing me of this shit. Here's the receipts. Oh shit. Brittany asked her to be in charge of a trust for her sons that she didn't even do. She didn't even say yes to it. Okay. That was the only legal thing she was going to do. Okay. But she ended up not doing it because she was like, I don't want to. It's too much. Right. They wanted her on the conservatorship and she said no. And then she has the paperwork that legally says like she's not any part of the conservatorship. Yeah. She had nothing to do with it. So a lot of people are like, why didn't you help her out of the conservatorship? Yeah. She claims she did try to help her. So it's just a fascinating interview. I think a lot of it, unfortunately, and openly has to do with mental health. Oh I think my they God. Were both I think there's so much mental health that is just not diagnosed and not treated. Shame on those parents. Yeah. They for fuck their kids up trying to put them like Jamie talks about when she was pregnant that they really tried to push her to have an abortion. Um, I could understand that as a 16 year old having I, yeah. a kid like at the end of the day, right? Her body, her choice. But as parents, the one thing you could give to your children not the one there's a lot but like is your own experience to be like right. hey guys I know what raising a child is like it's yes. a lot of fucking work it'd be nice if you graduated high school and she <laughs> like, also says had like, a job they weren't like get an abortion they right. were like here are your options right. but you should really think about option a because you're so she's 16 yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's not even a, she's a minor right you are so young and um but she chose not to do it obviously now I'm her surprised daughter. she wasn't on that show 16 and pregnant do you know as like a celebrity right I I would have now I'm like gotta go back and watch it anyway long story short she they end up like her team this is the other piece that is shocking to me she keeps saying when she answers questions which is sad to me and Jamie and the thing is is Jamie does deserve to have a voice these things still happen to her too too. like she may be like riding in the coattails but like she's still a human being who has a lot of life experience from it and she like she was like, I always looked up to Britney. She was my, I think she's the best pop star still to this world. I'll, I'll say it and scream it. Like yeah. she's the best performer. She's the most talented. Like she's still like praising her sister. A stand for her and sister. And it's sad because yeah. you can see like at least from this interview, like she wishes that they were close. Um, but anyway, so she, they, when she's pregnant, 
her team literally puts her in a car and she doesn't even know where they're going and they like bring her to a house that she paid that uh jamie lynn paid for and but Brittany, this entire time has been saying that she's been like subsidizing jamie lynn yes right yeah yeah and that she what she did buy her mom a house yeah and to to get divorced from the dad but Jamie was like, I never took her money. I bought my own house. She was like, I made a lot of money from Zoe. Right. Um, and she also said she made a lot of money from releasing her pregnancy announcement to us at the time. Oh, good so for her. So she made a fat check. She, yeah. she was behind that whole thing. She yeah. was like, me and my team decided I wanted to own the narrative. I released it. I made a fat check from that. And she was might like, as well get money from this shit. It's the same thing. It's like the old school influencers. Absolutely. Like, if you're getting paid the, to post. Yeah. I mean, I would accept money to post shit. Yeah. And so. you know, at the end of the day, I feel like the reason I'm bringing this up is because people can be so hard on both sides. Like she gets like death threats, yeah. you know? Um, oh, cause Britney's fans are crazy rabid. So yeah. they, they really like, and I, I get why to a point. Yeah. Right? yeah Cause yeah. they, we're trying to get her out of this conservatorship. And they did and a great job doing it. Yes. I mean, obviously that was a large part was the mobilization of her fans. Yes. Yeah. And I, but there are some parts that Brittany or a Jamie brings up about like that, where she thinks Brittany could have escaped it earlier. Yeah. Like there were some other like things that she had brought up in this interview. I'm not saying like Brittany stayed in it cause she wanted to cause like absolutely fucking not. But, yeah. um, Anyway, it's just fascinating to listen to. And honestly, it's like hearing two sisters. This is the part that gets me. It's like two sisters like bickering. Of course, each side is going to be a little skewed to what you went through. But like, I don't wish death on Brittany or death on Jamie. Like yeah. they're both struggling with a lot of mental health and like a lot of trauma, especially Brittany. Like she was tortured by paparazzi yeah. in the media. Um, but we just lack compassion yeah, it's as like, just a society. Can we just leave them both alone? Yeah, yeah. Like, can we just let, if Brittany wants to dance in her house and like play with knives, then like <laughs> you can do that. Yeah. You know what? You're allowed to do whatever. Yeah. I mean, want. we keep looking at it. We keep liking Unfollow it. Unfollow her so, like, if you don't like it. Exactly. And then same with Jamie. Like, yeah. can we just let her be in like that show Magnolia? And I know just, she's like, trying. Like, just stop. Yeah. Like, leave her alone. Like, who cares? She is not hurting anybody anymore. Like by she and people are like oh she wrote a book to follow britney's coattails or whatever she the book is not about britney spears right and this is what she says she says the book is about me and my life yeah britney is my sister so right. she's gonna be in there right but if you want to read this book it's about me and my perspective it's not also i'm not gonna like give you stories about britney yeah also a publisher paid her yeah. So like, it's not like she fucking hand wrote this book and distributed it herself. Somebody, a company was interested and paid her for it. Yes. Like, and she wrote it. And, and also, and I'm like, sure it sold copies and she was on the news promoting it. And on people podcasts wanted and to like, read it. Yeah, so why people are read we, it. Uh, why are we like, yeah, I think, well, it's just, that's just, that's just the world we live in. Yeah. It's so black. It's, it's like, so I want to hear, it's, I want to hear her side. And then it's like, oh, she's the worst. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, we asked for it. Yeah. I don't, I mean, listen, I'm not going to read it, but it was interesting to, because they like cite some of the stuff in the book. It was weird how it came up on my Spotify today. Like it was oh. like a suggestion. Yeah. And so when I put it, or it came up like yesterday, but it's a two-parter. So I've been like listening to it in pieces. Anyway, it's really fascinating if you're kind of in this journey with us and yes. Brittany and kind of, you know, I but stand I for Brittany and stuff, but, but it's just a, a reminder. And this happened to me a couple of weeks ago. I was in an argument with Jaime and I was so like in my head, I was like, I am so right. 
Uh Everything he did was so wrong. I acted so appropriately. He's the outrageous one in this scenario, right? And then like we actually have a sit down and we talk and his view of what happened is so wildly different. And I cannot even tell you that and Zach not, and I just had this happen. And it's not fr- like it's no longer frustrating to me because like I realize we have two realities. Right. And then there's maybe the actual reality. But neither one of us live in but that we world. We look like, at things differently. Like so differently. What upsets him may not ever even like cross your mind as no, being hurtful. And right. what upsets you is same thing. It's like it just is a flick of the wrist for him. And it's like yeah. it didn't even register and yeah, and it's not that I ended up, we both ended up apologizing and reworking and whatever, but I thought I was going to walk out of that conversation, like getting all of the apologies. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I walked out and you're like, having wait. to apologize myself. And I was I like, know. the math ain't math. And, but the reality is, is that there's so many sides to I that know. story. And like, no, you're absolutely how you perceive right. things and what you hear is sometimes so different than what is said and how you take things. And it was just like... When you said this, like Jamie Lynn thing, I was like, that's exactly how my life is sometimes, right? And like, this is this is the same piece when we watch the Megan the Stallion yeah. um docuseries against the shooting stuff. And yeah. like they showed both sides because I, I listen, I'm not saying listen, she was shot in the leg. Like I, I definitely believe like that happened to her. Um, but I do think it's always you as a lawyer obviously have to look at all the pieces of the puzzle. You can't just say like, oh, I believe this person because of what they say. Um, you know, and right. you have to be a little bit objective and like, you know, I'm not saying like, I, I can definitely tell there's some pieces of this interview where I'm like, that's not adding up quite. Yeah. Like, I think you're trying to clear yourself a little too. Like, I think there were parts, maybe she wasn't the nicest sister. Right. But like, you're also siblings. Like if my siblings told on me of all the shit I did to them and vice versa, like what? Right. Like, what? Please. (laughs) Like it's wild. Some of the things I would say to my sister and like like, vice versa. We just knew the buttons to push and the thing, the mean things to say. And why would you ever like it? Could you imagine being under the like public eye? Right. Under the microscope. When you're fighting with your siblings over like all this shit. And another thing too, Jamie claims she didn't take money from her. But she did claim that the parents, everything was paid for, for by them. Right. By both her and Brittany. Obviously, more Brit- Brittany was like loaded. Yeah. But Jamie also made good money and she paid for like when they were in LA shooting Zoe, she was like, I paid for the apartment. Yeah. Like my mom, my parents didn't. Like I'm the one making the check. Yeah. I mean, that it's, was probably like momager before momagers were exactly. A thing. Yeah. And, you know, whatever, whatever about it. Like if you don't have any money and you're like, uprooting your life to go support your child in this dream and they're making money like I think you know if that's where the money is coming in you have to make it work yeah because you can't work but no but you know whatever I think it was just interesting and if you like podcasts um first listen to ours and then (laughs) you know go check it out and it was just fascinating to hear that also like pre-Britney's book yes yeah because it took place two years ago at this point and I'm sure now after that I think Jamie she's kind of the person that's like I need to remove myself like I have a family I don't want my kids I just think there's just a no-win situation for anybody in that scenario so yeah sometimes it's just better to step back and just kind of fade into the night and and the last thing I'll say about it is the saddest thing is I feel sad for Britney's children and Jamie's children because they are always going to get like 
bullied from it or like do you know what your mom did or well also your mom's like, this and that. the trauma trickles down yes <laughs> like there's a lot of so a, a lot of therapy effect. to be broken yeah. up and kids are mean and they tease and they say things to them about like that was one of the things Jamie even brought up is when she found out that whatever happened with her sister shaving her head she was her she wasn't even at her parents house they were with Brittany yeah and she was like her parents were out of town and she was a cheerleader in high school and like these mean girls were like laughing about right it. and it's her sister and, and, and she has to be like and do those teenage kids know anything about postpartum and anxiety and depression no, nothing like, not, I mean the, the world in general didn't really know anything about it but no exactly so anyway it's just it, it's, a, it's a good listen um if you want like, yeah a little extra something but a and good, a good reminder a reminder not to bully people and not especially bully, don't and bully people on social media please yeah, just get a life stop it I mean who's commenting who has time for that? I, I have enough know. time to hit a like and then a couple fire I emojis know. or some <laughs> hand claps. Like, I, I don't, heart it. Yeah, I let not it like, be. Yeah. Also, if you're famous, <laughs> just mute the comments. Just mute it. Like, I know, just disable. If I was that famous, like I would just disable. I tell people in class all the time at the end. I'm like, guys, if you have questions, ask. I disabled the comments. I don't really care about <laughs> feedback anymore. Like it is what it is. Just don't come back. And then yeah. I know you didn't like class. If you it's don't fine. like it, write a review if you want. Oh my god, can I we don't talk have the about time for it. This too. What? Please stop bringing your cell phone into fitness classes. <laughs> like, just please stop. Just please. I know we have signs all over our studio. Just stop. I don't need you texting in the middle. But honestly, of a run. you could. Like, yeah, I know. What are you doing? How can you text? How can you do and that? And don't you want to disconnect? I mean, it's 45 minutes to an hour like, of your life. I wear an iWatch. Yeah. I put it in theater mode. Yeah. Sometimes it like fucks up and I have to fix it and it, it'll buzz, yeah. you know, but I'll put it in theater mode. So like it's on there now. Look, like it doesn't light up. I know. I keep my shit on. You know, it's just. But yeah. I, I'm so busy. Like, let me just have that hour to myself i mean you signed up yeah and leave your phone with somebody at the front desk if yeah. you're like if, expecting a call if you have a honestly room. like a couple of people have walked out during classes mine and others where they like have a call and i'm like that's fine you stepped out yeah. of the room with it if you that's know cool. like if you're saving you have lives an emergency and you have yeah children and, and you yeah. see a certain number pop up and you're like i gotta walk out that's yeah, fine with that's me fine. i don't care I, I don't even care if somebody comes in and gets you and you leave yeah I just don't want you to be like on TikTok while I'm teaching. Well, class. I had it's girls like, in my hit class a couple of weeks ago. One, one of them had a ankle bracelet on because she was like on fucking house arrest or something. What? So I was just like, that was a whole nother. I was like, that's hilarious. Stop. They didn't know what the hell was going on. And they're like filming themselves in class. And I'm like, guys, put the fucking phone down. Do it you late, don't, like I don't after. need a live what? stream of this <laughs> yoga hit class that you do in jumping jacks. Like it's not interesting. Nobody wants to see Nobody. this. And it's a distraction to everybody else in this room. It really is. And and then like uh, on a deep rooted level of me not being like mad about it, like you need to put your electronics down if yeah. you cannot put them down for 45 minutes. Yeah. You need a detox. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and it's not good for your brain or your system. And you deserve to disconnect and be in tune with your body, whether it be yoga, Pilates, a walk even. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Go listen to nature. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I actually thought about this the other day. Cause you know, my iPhone watch broke and that's, I was listening to my music through the phone when I run. So I'm like, maybe when I'm up for running again and I've put it back in my schedule, maybe I'll run without anything. Isn't that bananas? You're I like, mean, wild. What do I do? Just my own thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how it's going to go, how long I'll last. But like, then Maybe. I was like, what if I teach a class without music? There's plenty of yoga classes um, that don't have music. Do you know that I ran the whole marathon with no, nothing <sighs> in my ears? 
in New York. Now, it, granted, it was incredible because New York is very loud and yeah, there's and so robust, much going and on. There's like it's like a sensory you don't experience. Wear earphones during yeah. the New York Marathon. Like it's phenomenal to be whatever. A lot of runs I did, I would when I was training, obviously wear earphones. This was a long time ago before like earpods. It was like well, you'd have like the armband with your yes. What is that thing called? Is it an iPod? It was like an no no the, no, the oh, fuck my God. right. Not an iPod? No, no the iPad. <laughs> what was the thing? What is wrong with us? No, this I know is so there was one called the Shuffle. The Shuffle. That was little. No. I think it was an iPod. 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 Okay. Yeah, I yeah, said yeah. iPad. No, I went to an iPad, but that I was would, iPod. My brain just exploded. Right? Oh my god. Yeah, I had a I had a Shuffle and I had the big one too. Yeah. Wow. 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 Right? Wow. 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 Those oh, were the days. can we talk about what? this? Is can be the closing statement? Yeah, please. What? Please let me just say, yeah. I have been seeing <laughs> okay people wearing obviously throwback clothes, okay. right? And a lot of people have been bringing back the pants to the calf, like a cropped. Okay, but all right, but what kind? The tight ones. Oh, go to like oh, here. the capris. Yes. Okay. Can we please? Because I just bought a pair of wide leg crop from Madewell that I am in love with. No, no, no. I'm okay with the crop. Okay. Are they loose? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Yeah, I was yeah. about to be like, no, 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 no. Let me see that. No, the capris are We're coming back. We're talking about tight capris. You like underneath the knee. Right underneath the knee. Oh, they it's make not the a good calf. length for me. I it know. is bulky. horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> they look good on nobody. Somebody just posted it the other day and I was like, listen, there are a lot of things from, I just bought it like a cargo skirt. Oh, yeah. So cute. Yeah. There are a lot of things like that coming back. Adorable. The capri tight legging pants. We cannot. I do can't it. even wear an athletic version of that. No, 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 it's no. It's no. not a length Cringe. that suits me at all. And I remember I had a lot of them that were yeah. right under the knee. That was like a cool look. Please, guys, I'm asking you, put them away. Don't do it. Put Please them. don't do it. I see the cute like pant one that's cute. Like um, like I've seen a bunch of like business pant ones that are cropped and yeah, those are loose and cute. Like I like that. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a high heel, like it, yeah. it elongates your leg almost. No, I like a showing of the ankle, showing of like the calf. But it does have to be loose. Where? How long are yours? They're like mid calf, but they're frayed at the edge. Oh, and no, it's just yeah. like an easy jean. No, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm into that. Yeah, I can take that because sometimes you just want to wear like a, a flat shoe. I don't know. I just needed a jean like that, and I feel yeah. like I could wear it all the time, I and it makes Madewell your butt jeans. look nice. Yeah, Madewell so. does wonders for my butt. Yeah, I literally walked in and walked out in five minutes. I was like, like I'll just take those. I'll just take these. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I love that. Um, okay, that's all I wanted to say to you. All right, good. Well, we're back. Happy to be back. Missed you. We're back. I missed you. Yeah. A little jealous of your tan. I'm going to work on it this weekend. Yeah, me too. This weekend. We'll get darker. <laughs> I got to right. work on it. Okay, so we'll see y'all next week. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.